Hello everybody and welcome to In My Mug, episode number 88 on Monday the 19th of July 2010. My name is Stephen Layton and I know this because I've received loads of emails this week saying that last week's In My Mug was the best ever. And I agree. <laughs> so, last week, wow, amazing. I loved recording it. Um, I do think it's the best ever. I think unfortunately it's raised the bar of what I've got to do this time and what I've got to do in the future. Um, really got to step up and make some amazing videos like that one. Mario and Loopy were the most amazing guests. Uh, I wish I could have co-hosts like that every week. Um, so, successfully, so successful was the In My Mug. Magic Marker has been wiped out, all gone, five months earlier than we planned. Um, but there's loads of great coffees to fill that void, so let's not get too upset about it. And also this week's is another great addition. I've got loads of new coffees coming on this week, so... Yes, it's sad to see Magic Marker go, but there's loads of other coffees for us to try. Um, and we have arranged for it to come a little bit sooner as well this year, so, which is good stuff. So, time to dive in the comments. Loads and loads of comments this week as well. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. If I don't mention yours, I'm really sorry, but I'm going to pick out five, ten of my favourites from them. And, uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll take it from that. So, Richard R. Blaster. Great to have you back, Richard. Well done. Thanks for coming back. Uh, great in my mug. And I think that that sums up last week's pretty well. Pretty well. Um, so, Ty subscribed, said, First comment, I will be careful watching this episode today. But in advance, Steve, thanks so much for this. I was guessing this would be this week. Um, uh, I was guessing this week would be premium espresso blend, which is good. Good enough. But this one is super. And it should get to my place tomorrow. So I hope that did get to you okay there. Um... Marcus, great episode, really enjoyed watching it, good insight into the origin, and fascinating listening to its story. Plus your lighting, <laughs> plus your man lighting up his pipe, brilliant. And it, that is Mario all over, all day Mario's chomping on his pipe. In fact, when I left, he was experimenting with coffee in his pipe tobacco. Just super, super guy. Uh, Matcha is a big favourite. Uh, I'll always order a bag or two if I'm going away for a few days. It works great in the AeroPress, and it really did work fantastic in the AeroPress. Uh, Emil, uh, jewellery great episode. You nailed it this week. Thank you, Emil. Uh, fun and interesting uh, to get such a personal insight into the farm, the cultivation of the coffee uh, by Mario and Maria themselves. You really have to thank them next time you talk to them on our behalf. Listen, they're reading these comments. You don't need me to do it. You've done it already. Um, David Robson, fantastic episode, Steve. They seem like great people. It's really nice to see where the coffee, com coffee comes from and to put a face to the people that grow it. A little thank you to them for growing such great coffee and giving baristas a chance to bring them to the public. Specialty coffee wouldn't be much without passionate people throughout the chain. And that is incredibly important. I think this coffee epitomises everything I want has been uh, to be about, working with great people, and they are as lovely as they seem on the video. I mean, that was no you know, going off camera and, and, and hating each other and all the rest. They are just the loveliest people. We've had lovely email conversations since um, and definitely want to maintain that. Um, David Walsh, great stuff. A touch more hazelnut about this year's crop than last, perhaps, singing through the V60. Nice job. Um, and But then he comes back on reflection, not hazelnut, just got... a. Papanukin, PNYB, put natural yellow bourbon vibe there for a second. See, I can work the code out, David. That's superb. Brendy's is perfect, just sums it up with. Mm. 
and it is lovely. Uh, Bernard, super in my mug, looks wonderful place with the parrots flying overhead, wow. First thing I wanted to do um, and did was order this coffee. Second thing, I wanted to visit Mario and Loopy and the beautiful farm. Third thing I want to do is share this uh, episode with my friends on Facebook. And I can't tell you how many people watch that one. It's either you all hate me doing these on my own, or it is just a special, special episode. So, um, Lewis, Stephen, generally, I thoroughly enjoy all the In My Mugs. But this one has really raised the bar, and I agree. I love the coffee cupping and tasting notes, but the visit and dialogue with Lupi and Mario has been absolutely fantastic. was a little bit different last week. We could have brewed the coffee, but... It didn't seem right to spend loads of time talking about the cup in and all the rest of it and we could talk to the people. Uh, I purchased this coffee before and absolutely loved it. So much that I remember last time I had some was in January of this year. Now, that means that's something cool. Uh, I think it's one of the most balanced cups I've ever had. I've told friends that it spoiled me from the beginning. I've had excellent coffees from Bolivia as well and this is absolutely one of them. And that's a great thing, Lewis. I mean, Lewis is based in the States and there is a lot of good Bolivian coffee in the States. But there's not so much here. It's a fairly new phenomenon to find great Bolivian coffees. Um, and this is just the start of something else. Part of the trip was we think we may have found another gem, another different to Machicamarca, incredibly different cup, but something that will blow you away, I hope. So that's going to be coming, if we can negotiate everything, December, January time, and something super to look forward to. Another small farm as well, which got me... Really excited. Right, going to whap you on pause. Going to zip through, going to make some drinks. Um, interesting coffee this week. Still on my back pot thing. I, I can't get espresso going just yet after the WBC. But next week's, I promise, will be an espresso style of coffee. Um, but for now, we've got a beautiful, beautiful brewed coffee for me. And uh, yeah, whap you on pause. Be back in a second. So I'm back, and today's coffee is a coffee I know of you have enjoyed in the past. Um, it has changed a little this year. Uh, it's not what it used to be, but this is not in a bad way. It's just developed. It's into something different. It's evolved. Coffee evolution. Um, the coffee is from the famous estate in Kenya called Gethambwini, and it is a Peabri. Um, the varietals from this farm are Scottish Labs, SL, Scottish Labs, 28 and 34. You remember we did the iced coffee a few weeks back, so you'll know lots about this, this coffee. But Peabree requires a little lesson to be conducted. So, you, sit still, hands on head, concentrate. Smythe, are you paying attention? Okay, anatomy of the coffee bean. Coffee cherries are the fruit of the coffee tree. Inside each cherry are two seeds. Two seeds that are more commonly referred to as beans. A Peabree is nothing more than a bean without a partner. It is a loner, a solo. Uh, so you'll open up the, the cherry and instead of finding the two, just the one. Peabrees occur in all varieties, in every grown region, everywhere in the world. They're around about 2 to 10% of the coffee, depending on the varietal, the conditions. Um, and all of these will contain just the single bean, um, and it's basically fused, so it's the two fused together in one. Um, Peabrees typically develop on the end of the branches. No one really knows why, uh, but the theory is that it's the outermost blossom, which is exposed to the wind and the weather, 
may lose the chance to produce two seeds, um, thereby having its reproductive uh, systems held back a little bit because of these weather things. But that is just surmising and guessing and, and all the rest of it. Once upon a time, it was thought the Peabreys were defects, inferior, not good. They would be discarded or they would be consumed with the rest of the defects that people drink at origin. Um, then all of a sudden, somebody thought, oh, I wonder. And then all of a sudden, they became prized and valued. Uh, and over time, um, people will pay loads more for, for it, you know, which is strange. Um, it's believed, and I will hasten to say not by me, <laughs> that the smaller beans produce more goodness, more flavours, more intensity, uh, give the cup more. Uh, for me, I think that they roast differently, and I think that means a little bit quicker sometimes as well. I think that they, the way that they roast and the flavours are developed bring something to the party that's a little bit different in terms of flavour. Um, do I think it's anything to do with the single seed in there? Not really. Because some taste great, some taste not so great. But Gethenbweenie is like one of my favourite Peabreys. Um, certainly one of my favourite coffees of all time was the Gethenbweenie Peabree around about three, four years ago. Just stunning. So Gethenbweenie, uh, north of Nairobi. Uh, it's around about an hour and a half's drive. It has a mixed altitude up to around about 1,800 metres. It is a huge farm, which employs around about 300 people at the peak of... 300 people at the peak of season. It's owned by a French company, I think called Sim Cafe or something like that, and they've owned it for the past 40 years, and they have the perfect example of how a great farm should be run in Africa. They lot everything, they make it into smaller sizes so everybody can see what, where the quality is, where it isn't. As has been said in the past, not all Gethenbweetney will imply quality. Uh, they produce some pretty ordinary coffee as well as some pretty stunning coffee. So that's very keen to keep in mind. And, um, yep, this is one that we found that I really, really liked. So, time for snozzer in the bowl. Okay. You may notice, by the way, that on the cupping notes, for the people who have this as an In My Mug subscription, there are no cupping notes. Reason for that is I was not here Friday. Um... I hadn't had a chance to pass on the cupping notes to the team. So rather than send anything misleading or not quite right, they've waited for, for, for this one. Um, but yeah, sorry if that's created any confusion. Okay. You can smell the acidity, first of all. But strangely, I'm smelling like a, a licorice, kind of licorice toffee type. Very, very strong licorice, actually. Okay, um, and when we cooked this coffee last week, uh, Sarah, my wife, said that she tasted uh, licorice, you know, like those black licorice kind of sweets you can get, I'm trying to think what they're called, like blackcurrant and licorice sweets, that kind of flavour. So I'm going to show you a picture of the rose colour. What you're going to see here is the rose colour is um, a medium roast maybe towards the edge of light. But peabreys are very, very difficult to roast. So if you're home roasting, do be careful. They can run away. They will roast a little bit quicker. Um, but yeah, I think it's a beautiful looking bean to, to roast. But I know some people have, have issues with it. So let's smell the cup. Okay, now, now I'm smelling a lot more of the blackcurrant. This isn't going to be the blackcurrant hit of old. 
that's one thing I've noticed straight away. Just as this year's Gethenbuini isn't the black current hit of old, but it's still it's still underlining there. So let's. Oh, before I talk about the coffee, the mug. Thank you very much. This is um, from Anna, who uh, is Andy, who works for us, Roaster's daughter, and they went to America recently, and they brought me back this. I don't know why they chose Grumpy. I I, I can't possibly you know begin to imagine what they're trying to say, but yeah. Thank you very much, Anna. It's very, very kind of you. I know you chose it over your dad. Your dad reckons he did, but we know different. So, you can smell a lot more of, as I say, this black currant coming through. So, on the front end, you do get this acidity of a molasses, so grapes. You get this acidity of the black currant. There is a huge amount of licorice in the undertone of this. I mean, it is a massive licorice. Never seen this quite so predominant in a Kenyan. Um, lovely creamy mouthfeel. It has a beautiful texture and body to it. Uh, very thick and gloopy and sticky, which I really, really like. Um, but that licorice is, is pretty damn dominant in there. And I really get what Sarah says about these licorice and blackcurrant sweets that you can get. It really sits on that bottom part there. A delicious coffee. A delicious coffee that I'm going to pop a voucher code below for you if you're not a subscriber to have a try of. Please do give this one a try. Um, as it stands at the moment, we don't have a lot. I'm trying to secure some more. Um, it was really just a, a, a test and throw it in there, but liked it so much that I wanted to throw it onto in my mug this week. Sorry about the light. It's gone pretty dark and dingy in here. I think it's going to start throwing it down a drain outside in a minute. Um, thank you very much for joining me again. I love doing them here, I don't know why, I, when I'm in a great, you know I'm in a good mood for in my mug when I'm sitting in here doing it because, I don't know, this, this really inspires me to do something a little bit more exciting. Um, I'm loving these, it's cool. Good times, good times. Listen, I'm going to finish before you all run away from me. Oh, 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 one last thing, below, loads of blog posts on Hasblog. Um, day four, there is a video on there that I am so proud of. I would love more people to watch it, so please... I'm going to pop the link, especially for day four, below as well. Uh, go and watch my football video, which nothing to do with coffee, but lots to do with Machika Marker. So, life is too short for bad coffee. Loopy said so.